Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back once again, Man Bites Pod fans. As you well know, it is goddamn Halloween, and that means we have something we promised since the very beginning of this show, or very near the beginning of this show. We are going to be doing our Jobber Royale, Royale, as it were, the Jobber Royale extravaganza. Um, yeah, we we are going to do we are going to do all uh bra- we're going to do an entire bracket uh fight to determine once and for all who's going to win out of. Uh, I think it's 24 contestants that we have. So this is a good one. This is going to be a good few rounds. We'll see what we're doing. Uh, all of these have been handpicked by the three of us after the movies were handpicked by myself, my buddy over here, the Reverend Terry. How you doing, hey, Terry? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. And I, I am ready to watch all these fuckers beat the shit, living shit out of each other. Also bringing things to the table with us the the immune jesus christ (laughs) i can't talk today i shouldn't be emceeing anything the the uh the irrefutable the spookyable the goddamn cinema baron how are you doing sir out there in australia Absolutely fantastic there, Commander. Yes, it is Halloween. Very excited. Best time of year. And this is this is a main event we're bringing to the people for free. They should be paying for this, you know. But, you know, being the kind-hearted, generous gentleman that we are, we're going to yeah, bring it all to the ring this evening. I'm very much looking forward to this. Yes, we are quite benevolent hosts. Um, with So, gentlemen, without further ado, should we get started on this bad boy? Fuck yeah, man. Fuck yeah. Pay-per-view. This should be pay-per-view. This should be fucking pay. You know what? We should be filming this shit and then selling that to motherfuckers. Um, Okay, so first up, from the films. From the films, Man Bites Dog, our namesake, and the film High Tension, or Hot Tension, I can't remember how to say that properly in French. We have Jenny the Whore from Man Man Bites Dog, and we have Jimmy versus Jimmy, the gas station attendant. Um, Reverend, if you please. Okay. So, uh, I mean, this is the thing. The, the, the gas station attendant, he's going to come in. You're going to think that he's got it because this is just an old lady. He's going to beat the hell out of this old lady. But this is not just any old lady. This is a sex worker. This is a sex worker who hangs out with a fucking serial killer. So Jimmy thinks that he's going to take this right off the bat. He comes up, he puts a pu- couple of punches in, he starts walking around the ring like he, he owns the fucking place, get, be, getting cocky and everything. Our, wait- or our, our sex worker friend here, she, she coughs up that blood, spits it on the side of the ring, 
fucking hits that bell. Now that bell is fucking covered with her spit and blood. She walks up to this motherfucker. He's like, oh, shit, she's actually coming back at me. Takes a couple backs, takes a couple more punches. She takes it like a fucking man, like a fucking tree, dude. She just standing there in the, like, strong as fuck. No breeze can blow this woman over. There's no fucking way. And she takes out, just takes out one, one punch. Just one punch to this motherfucker. Just bam, right on the top of the gum line, dude. Right, right under the nose. Doesn't hit him in the nose. Right on the top of the fucking gum line. Pops both of those front fucking teeth out. Gas station t- and fucking falling back. He's like, what the fuck just happened? He comes out fucking banging hard on this old lady now. You know, he's going hard. But there's just no way. There's just no way that he could even move this lady. She hits him with the one-two. Ding, ding. Fight's over. He's on the ground. Knock the fuck out. All right. Um, how about you, uh, Baron? Have you got have you got some uh, deep and twisted thoughts on this one? Uh, well, that was a marvelous scenario. I really don't want to blemish that scenario. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that uh, commentary there, uh, Reverend. Um, I mean, Jimmy's cool. The actual guy, uh, the actor, he actually directed the remake of Mannequin with uh, Elijah Woods. You know, he's a dope guy all round. But in terms of Jimmy being in the ring against our sex worker friend, yeah, I'm not going to tarnish that description, that scenario. That was perfect there, Reverend. I 100% co-signed with that outcome. Okay. I'm going to say something. You're not going to be surprised. No one's going to be upset. Obviously, Jenny's already won because it's, it's... no matter what I say, but what I want, what I do want to say is that I think you're giving a, I, I think you're giving Jenny just a little bit too much credit there, Rev. And the reason I say that is, you, it, well, you did mention it. You said, well, she hangs out with a serial killer, but who did her dirty work? The serial killer did, not her. She had her her fucking hard work done by a pussy of a serial killer too. That guy, we did decide that guy is made of pussy at the yeah. end of that movie. Now, she's got to have some bitch that we work for. Yes, that is in fact true. But she's still got to be a hard ass broad. If she's if she's selling her body on the streets of Paris, that's that's heavy work, man. She's no sissy. The, the hood, the hood in Paris is rough. It's real rough, man. So mm-hmm. I'm with Jenny too. I'm just saying. I think that that was giving her slightly too much credit. That's all. I think Jimmy, I think Jimmy gets some good swings in, but at the end of the day, I agree. Son's not taking this and it's not even going to be close. Jenny's going to take it. So that is one, two, three for Jenny. Jenny moves on round two. Gentlemen, we'll start with the Baron this time. (laughs) It's going to be fucking great. (laughs) I think you guys know what's coming. Um, we're doing the, oh my god the karate teacher from Blood Feast versus the sheets from something weird oh fantastic yes I was looking forward to this match <laughs> and what's great about this I didn't do this on purpose I didn't do it on purpose I absolutely just to see how it would yep. turn out went through by just by how they're listed in my notes they're not yep. necessarily episode for episode identical they're popped around just slightly but okay 
Jenny's going to wind up, Jenny could very well wind up fighting the sheets, which is kind of funny to me. So, mm. with that being said, <laughs> Baron. Okay. Yep. Yep. So, uh, yeah. What's the, sh what movie is the sheet from again? Something weird. Something weird. These, these are some so occultic ass sheets, man. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm a mark for the sheet, so I won't let that influence my opinion, but the sheet is amazing. The sheet can do anything. The sheet can go anywhere. The sheet can hide incognito and then spring up at you at any moment whatsoever because you don't think it's only a sheet. Hey, um, it could be just in the corner draped over the ropes you think the contestant's going to come in and be using it you know as a cape maybe to mop the sweat off but no 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 it's actually in the ring the karate guy's got no idea he's still warming up he's still practicing his spots and karate i mean come on who does karate in 2021 no one does karate ufc threw that out the window a long time ago um, um wrestlers you know actual gimmick wrestlers Professional wrestlers, they certainly don't employ that tacky nonsense. Kids, they do, you know, they do jujitsu. They'll do Thai kickboxing. It's just not employed anymore. It's not impressive. It's not going to do anything. And as soon as they do a little punch, it's just going to wrap itself around the wrist and then coil up like a boa constrictor around the neck and just choke him out. This isn't even a long fight. This is what is called a squash match, in my opinion. Yeah, I give it to the sheep. Jesus, well, well done. Reverend, do you have a retort? I mean, I don't think that there's there's any way that this karate master will be able to take this sheet. There's it's just unbelievable the amount of power that this sheet has. It is from hell. It practices witchcraft. And even if this fucking karate master gets this sheet at, down to the ground, this karate master could fucking get this sheet down on the ground, fold it up like perfectly in a fucking flag triangle perfect folds everything doesn't matter that thing's unfolding it's coming right back at that karate master it's fucking taking that gi off of him and he's wiping mopping the fucking blood up with it seriously very well said um i i once again this is kind of wild this is going to be another clean sweep i agree sheets take this one um that karate teacher something of a bitch in my opinion, I, I don't believe in his talent at all. I'm pretty sure anyone at this at, at this particular roundtable could probably take that motherfucker. I, 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 he doesn't shake me whatsoever. But them sheets, I don't know. They could they could sneak up on me somehow. The karate teacher, he ain't sneaking up on me with fucking moccasins on his feet. The goddamn sheet takes it and moves on to the second round. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's a dark horse. In my opinion, is the dark horse of the Royale is the sheet. You know, I was kind of thinking that too, but there's another one coming up later that okay. I have in mind. Early days, um, early days, early days. So Jimmy's out, karate teacher's out. Um, Reverend, <laughs> there we go. Um, the guy in the wheelchair from Audition okay. or the Ooh. nurse from The Crazies. All right, so he's gonna wheel. He's got a full-on ramp to get up to this ring, right? He's ramping up to the the ring, and, and you expect me to be like, all of a sudden he's got superpowers and he jumps over the ropes. No, he like literally has to crawl on his belly to get through the rope and then 
pull the fucking wheelchair over just so he can get back in and sit sit down okay this nurse she's almost expecting like i'm just here to fucking mop up blood i'm just taking this guy that just lost this fucking fight to a bed sheet and i'm going to take care of this guy she doesn't really even know what her fight situation is she's not she's not part of the streets this creepy ass motherfucker in the wheelchair though he's gonna fucking start doing laps around around her she's doing the laps around her he's fucking sticking his tongue out and you you know you can see it in his eyes that he's a fucking pedophile and it's just that as soon as they lock eyes and she knows that that is the thing that he has done and that he does truly deserve into the, to be in that wheelchair, the nurse gloves come off. And she uses the only weapon that she has, which is that fucking microscope. She takes it, she clocks him upside the dome, and it's a fucking done deal. Okay. Uh, Baron, if you please. Absolutely, absolutely. I do hear you, Reverend. But the music teacher from audition. Uh, okay, he's got a little couple of little secret gimmicks hidden up his sleeve. One is the power of manipulation, uh, aka hypnotism. Yes, he is. Remember with uh, oh Asa, Asami. Yes. He manipulated Asami, yes, from an, an early age, but was able to continue to manipulate her going into adulthood um, until the point she took revenge, yes. So what I'm going to throw out there, just even to mix things up at this stage, is that he is able to manipulate her with his eyes and with his voice. He's basically able to talk her, lull her into a state of, uh, like hypnotize her basically to begin with, yes? And then he pulls out his hidden weapon. She's got uh, the, uh, what are they called? The stethoscope. Uh, he has the burning, uh, uh, what was it, the acupuncture, not the acupuncture needles, what did he have, the burning chopsticks, yes, um, and he basically burns her while the ref's uh, back is turned, yeah, um, and she collapses to the knees, and she has basically got a injury now, a second degree burn, so I'm going to leave this up to the reverend to decide this. Okay, so you're going, you're going, uh, guy in the wheelchair, and the reverend oh. is going nurse. No, no, I'm leaving it. Uh, yes, okay, I'm going to give. Yes, no, you are correct. Guy in the wheelchair, but I'm leaving it up to you. The match is not over. Right, right. I'm with you. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. That's a really good point. Uh, that's a really good point there, Baron. I'm gonna have to. This is what's been, ever since I said this out loud, guy, the wheelchair versus the nurse. The only thing that was a bit of a stumbling block for me was the point you brought up about being manipulated. Now, my retort to that is that this is a nurse who may not be the most streetwise motherfucker in the world, but she is now, because she's been through a goddamn government-engineered apocalypse. You're not getting shit over on this broad. She's a bad motherfucker. And what does she know? Nursing. And what do nurses know? Every single mechanical issue and way to fuck with a wheelchair. There's no oh, way somebody in a wheelchair. Yeah. 
yeah. fucking around with a nurse and getting over on it. She's going to be doing ninja shit to that wheelchair to make it malfunction like a son of a bitch. <laughs> I got, no, no, nobody in a wheelchair ever got over on somebody that was a nurse, especially not one that was through, went through a goddamn government-engineered apocalypse. I have to give it to the nurse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice, uh, nice qualifier at the end for the win. I totally agree. <laughs> Definitely, yes. Okay, this is getting good. This is going to get real good. All right. Um, we've got up next uh, John Linden. He was, if you don't recall, he was the uh, the creepy, weird guy neighbor from from Carnival of Souls that lived yeah. in the room next door. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Him, I think I think I already know where this one's gonna go. It's him versus SP from the house that Jack built. Oh, okay. Baron, please. Uh, uh, um, all right, all right, all right. John Lin John Linden was his name, yes? Yeah, John Linden. Okay, okay. That's he quite the, enough. Yeah. yeah. He's that swarthy That's, guy that thinks yeah. he's a spook talker. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a lot of mouth, big mouth on this guy. Uh, very American name there as well. Um, that's by the bias. It's just an observation. But he is a lot of mouth on him, you know, when you get wrestlers in the ring and there's a lot of talk on the mic, you know. A lot of um, go-home heat. I think he's definitely kind of the heel <laughs> in this match for me personally anyway. SP is the quiet brooder. He would actually come to the ring in his red dressing gown. Absolutely. Um, you don't know really what he's about, but um, he is quick as the match starts. He is, de he is delivering blows very quickly. The mouth of the South there doesn't really even know what is up. Um, it's not a quick match. You know, the mouth of the self, he, you know, he shakes him off and regains some steam, you know, gets some momentum going. But uh, SP is also very patient, as we saw in the house that Jack built. He stays in his caravan for many a year after the war. He doesn't need nobody or nobody to look after him. And he can deal with most people except for Jack, of course, watch the movie. But... For the, for the Royale here, I'm giving it to SP because of his patience and because of his quick, the quick draw of his punch. Okay, well said. Reverend, if you could come back on uh, SP versus John Linden. Yeah, John Linden is just a bitch, man. Honestly, like, <laughs> he, he lost to the other guy at the bar fight. I don't think he's going to win against anyone especially not That's sp true. man he's been living hard for a while john linden is probably not even gonna walk back into the ring he, he, he's just gonna maybe even take he may even just forfeit honestly i i'm not mad at that honestly i was gonna say something similar to that effect i don't think this is a good matchup this is a this is a legit this is one of those bullshit jobber matches where they bring a heavy hitter in to fuck around and throw a jobber around. So everyone will be like, why the fuck was that SP's match? That doesn't make any sense. He's not going to be in the, at the end of WrestleMania. He's not going to be, yeah. at the, he's not going to be the title match. And then before, and they, they do it just so he can show up later. Cause you think they've already used him and he's not coming back. And then he fucking comes back again. SP is far too gooned out. I mean, once again, you, you said as the Baron said, 
the only person that got over on him was Jack. And Jack was a is a very crafty motherfucker. That's the only reason he got over on him. Jack was highly, highly intelligent. SP was also much older at the time, but even at his age, he is far too gooned out, far too used to war, trauma, and violence to be gotten over on, on some slippery, smarmy, swarthy little motherfucker like John Linden. John Linden goes in the dirt. SP moves on to round two. All right. Or bracket two, whatever. Division two. Um, okay, this one, this one should be interesting. Up next, Reverend set this one off. The Sheriff of Sawatch from Cannibal the Musical <laughs> versus <laughs> social worker Millie Dew, which was, I believe, parents. Oh. They're both so drunk. They're both shit-faced, staggering into the ring, drunk as fuck. Fucking the social worker, she got that, like, fucking nine inches of ash on the end of her cigarette. She's swaying back at one speed. The fucking ash of the cigarette swaying back on the other speed. And somehow this thing's fucking suspended in animation and not falling either way. The fucking sheriff comes in. He's like literally sweating from his eyelids because his eyes are so goddamn bloodshot. They stagger around the, the fucking ring for a while, like a good fucking 90 seconds. And I, I'm serious, like a fucking like ridiculous amount of 90 seconds that they don't even look at each other. They're basically just swaying around. They finally get a, a look at each other. And you know that sheriff at first is just like, hey. I heard you went missing with someone because now the sheriff wants to know where the little kid is. That's what's going on. He, he's like, hey, I, I heard room around town is that this little boy that you were a social worker for went missing. We don't like that around these parts. So he starts staggering over to the social worker. The social worker finally fucking regains enough confidence, gets her notes together, pulls out another fucking five cigarettes, put those all in her mouth at the same time. Out of that purse, it takes her like another 30 seconds to get those out. But of course, the sheriff's like polite enough that he's just going to fucking stand there and watch her light these cigarettes so she can have a cigarette before she gets fucking murdered by the sheriff. And he executes her ass. That's her fucking last cigarette. That's for damn sure, man. Okay. You're going sheriff of Sawatch? Yeah. I'm, I mean, I, yeah. I'm honestly a little surprised. I, I, I after, after our 20 odd year of friendship, I, I kind of expected. I was thinking just for a second you might go Millie do because of your affinity for Millie. So, but Sheriff, okay. I mean, I love her. I love her. She's like a cool aunt that I never had. But like, <laughs> She's kind of a cunt, dude. <laughs> which makes her more obviously would have been one of my goddamn aunts. But yeah, I was going to say, it's more like an aunt I definitely still have. So, yeah, no, I don't think that she can hold it up to the fucking sheriff. The sheriff is, he's got that drunken style, that fucking drunken monkey, fucking crazy ass movements and shit. Love it. Love it. Baron, if you please, could you uh, elucidate yeah. further? Absolutely. Um, Reverend, I don't know if you can animate this all, but uh, if not, get someone on board to animate these scenarios. I want <laughs> to see them on YouTube. They're amazing. <laughs> um, okay. I'm going to mix it up. 
because uh, you got my imagination sparked there as well with mildew, Millie Jew, with the cigarettes in her mouth as well. And as you say, the sheriff is totally lit. He is drunk as fuck at this stage. And the ref, as we've determined in a previous match, that the ref is no good. This is an AEW ref that has been brought in, easy to get one over on, pays no attention, lets things fly. Yeah, this is a jobber royale. So um, she uses those cigarettes to her advantage. She blows a lot of smoke in the eyes to cloud the vision, yeah? And then she's just using them as little bit, little pokers, yeah? <laughs> so the sheriff doesn't know what is going on, and he basically starts to smolder. And he spends most of the time, till for the start of the match leading up to the climax, which I'm going to leave to the reverend, trying to basically put himself out so he doesn't catch in, on flame entirely. Yeah. Reverend, how does this shift end? So Sorry, you're... commander, commander. Fair enough, thank you. So you're, you're giving this one to uh, Millie. Interesting. I am giving this to Millie. I am giving this I, to Millie. I 100% saw, because I just have in my head, like, I wonder who, I'm trying to do my own job royal on my head, like, who's going to pick who? And I'm just trying to, just for fun in my own head, I had this the other way. I had, I had, I had the Baron okay. picking the Sheriff and, and the Reverend picking, um, picking Millie, but that being said, um, I, I I agree with the Reverend wholeheartedly about the drunkenness of both of these people. <laughs> um, and I think that Millie's talent lies in, in pure Karenness of just being um, a complain manipulate and abuse until you get what you want i think that the sheriff of watch is probably drunker than she is but that motherfucker can fight there's no way you get to be the sheriff of watch without being able to fight like a son of a bitch so i gotta go with the sheriff of watch purely on experience uh, uh of violence and 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 know how and he's not gonna feel shit <laughs> when she hits him even if he gets set on fire he's gonna be so hammered it's gonna take him a minute to notice so even then he would win they declare him the winner and then he'd burn to death if anything so <laughs> i gotta go sheriff us to watch he'll move to division two okay let's see okay now this one this one here, I'm going to need a little help on from, I didn't have time to re-look up who this one was. Um, and we'll set it off with the Baron. Mm -hmm. Baron, if you please, uh, we, have, we have Mama Doyle from Frailty. That was my movie. That was the FBI agent's mother. Okay, she won that oh, yeah. round. Yeah, yeah, okay. Against Hellhammer from Murder Party. Which one was Hellhammer? The dog. The dog was yes. Hellhammer? Yeah. Because it went up against the cat, which was Crookshanks or something. Sir Lancelot. That's Sir Lancelot. I don't know where I got Crookshanks, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, it was the cat versus the dog in that movie. Oh, this is a lot. That's right. This is a lot easier now that I'm thinking about it. Okay. Baron, if you please. 
Oh, sorry, I'm the Baron. <laughs> Total blank there. Shit. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Um, well, Hellhammer. I mean, as we saw, like what that dog. I mean, like, what was it on crank? <laughs> I believe this is a crank addict we're dealing with here that bit off someone's jaw in a matter of minutes and barely got any blood on its maw. It didn't even get heated about it. You know what I mean? This dog just comes in and annihilates. Um, you know, what was her name? Mama? Mama Doyle. Yeah, she dealt with a lot. She had a serial killer son, sure. But, you know, this, I mean, like, crank, jaw being bitten off, doesn't, doesn't uh, you know, raise a sweat, uh, not a hair out of place, just saunters off. A done deal. I'm looking forward to Hellhammer versus The Sheet. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well done. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to jump in here. Please. I'm going to jump in here. Uh, I, I wouldn't normally, but I... I really like to respond to that and it will make the round more interesting i think what um, you got, man? so you're you're saying you're saying hellhammer no question there's not even a blip of mama doyle takes it let me tell you something you know how hellhammer got to be so feisty mama doyle's the type of motherfucker to be mean to a dog she's horrible why do you think her son is an fbi agent and a serial killer she's a tiger mom she's gonna whip this fucking dog and teach him to be violent this motherfucker probably would work for her <laughs> i'm saying she's the type of old lady that still makes her own peanut butter hangs sheets out to dry and beats the shit out of everything she claims to care about everything and forces it to succeed all right also i feel hellhammer probably wasn't a deal until the he was doing crank right yeah so i think mama doyle's existence is violence hellhammer just went psychotic for a little bit and i think would benefit in a very dark way from mama doyle's training i'm going to give this to mama doyle respectfully very respectfully mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. uh what the baron said because that was pretty fucking brilliant <laughs> um yeah if i could just say oh, that that was good that was good and i do respect that uh you know hellhammer his life of crank taking was after the murder party you know he just sauntered off into the distance and got more crank um you mentioned tiger mum there i like that very carol baskin style we don't know what happened to the father <laughs> those remains have never been found <laughs> well it's more a reference to uh that uh what is that it's the chinese the asian culture of the tiger oh, parents right. where they just right. they just they 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 joe jackson uh their kids constantly and just beat success and smarts into them um bamboo shoots yeah <laughs> right, right. so you're telling me that mama doyle's just gonna fucking smack this dog on the nose with a fucking newspaper if any, what I'm saying is if this dog is scared of anybody and is gonna listen to anybody, it's Mama fucking Doyle. She's a cranky ass old Irish lady with a man's haircut. She is not fucking around, dude. I mean, I could see her yelling at any dog and making it whimper. But there's nothing wrong. Going with the dog, dude. Fair enough. Okay. That was yeah. that was the most concise fucking breakdown that the reverends had so far. And also, 
and also it's definitely the shortest. No, <laughs> and it, for all the tiebreakers we've had so far, that was awesome. All right. Yeah, the reference imparted dogma. <laughs> See what I mean? I like oh, that. Also, <laughs> no, I mean, I've lived in a trailer park, man. Meth will do anything, do anything. Like, it, it's a superpower in itself. It is. Um, I, I actually was rooting for Hellhammer. I just had to throw that in there. I had the scenario in my oh, head. I'm like, I'm not letting go of the scenario. So I'm going to cast my vote for Mama Doyle. Also, she's Irish, so I could get in trouble if I don't. Tammany Hall rules, that type of shit. But I'm glad Hellhammer won. I was rooting for him the whole time. Um, okay, next. This is another one. Um, oh, no, I do remember who this is. We've got Fiona from Kill List up against Ooh. the intake nurse from Hell Comes to Frogtown. Oh, do we remember? Shit. Yeah, Mama yes. Cass. Do you remember, you remember Fiona, right? Everybody remembers Fiona? Yes. All right. Ghostly wave. Yeah. Right. Pale, pale horse versus mama cast. Yeah. Right. 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 Um, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'm just going to set this one out to the ether. Who wants to set this off? Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, this is tough. This is tough. Because, yeah, I'm actually a fan of both of these workers here. Um, yeah. We're, we're almost out of jobber territory at this point. This is a yeah. good fucking fight. Is this our first all-female uh, match as well, both female contestants? I think this is the first one where both are female, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. Unless the, unless the sheets unless the sheets identify that way. Oh, no, the karate teacher was a dude. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fluid. The uh, sheet's definitely uh, gender fluid, I'd say. But anyway. Yeah, I, I, I back that 100%. <laughs> All right, all right. Mama Cass oh, versus Pale Horse, Fiona, Kill List. Hmm. This is virtually, virtually Sid Vicious versus Vader. Um. <laughs> this, okay. Oh, this is tough. This is tough. Because uh, you never know what uh, Fiona, what gimmicks that she has. She could have Mooters Mists. Um, certainly the power of hypnotism could come into play as well. Uh, she is spooky. She makes a hell of an entrance, certainly. One of the, maybe the best entrance so far to the ring. Um, but Mama Cass, what's her, what is Is the intake nurse, yeah? The intake we nurse. Found, we never found out the actual character's name. It wasn't given. No, I don't think so. I think it's just the intake nurse. Yeah, okay, the intake nurse. Again, we have a nurse here. We have a nurse from the apocalypse, post-apocalypse of that, not just even apocalyptic nurse, a post-apocalyptic nurse. Right. Uh, who's dealt with misogynistic assholes a lot um, and probably dealt with a lot of other women that want to take her role, her position as well, and her job during the post-apocalyptic. Post-apocalypse will be hard to get, hard to come by, a coveted position. So she's probably backhanded yeah. a lot of uh sitting so Michelle just to be polite contestants for that job you know applicants for that job yeah. um so saying that long story short yes Fiona makes a hell of an entrance yeah. uh but really the intake nurse Mama Cass really has to take this just for the power of this woman and the ferocity of this woman yeah she's dealt with a lot of shit and she ain't taken it from this ghostly bitch 
I love it. I absolutely yeah. love it. So we're going intake nurse from the Baron. Rev, you got yeah. a difference? I mean, I definitely think he only has the, the most beautiful entrance, you know, and it's just like this orchestrated, like, everyone stands up. They, she probably has her own, like, fucking wave that she does that er the whole audience does back at her and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and and yeah. that's, like, fucking phenomenal. The fucking, like, banner bo bottle rocket firework things go off and everything but uh post-apocalyptic intake nurse and if you remember she beat up the frog sex worker from my yep. movie. so i mean if she moved on from the frog sex worker she's definitely taking this match most definitely uh i i couldn't agree more that's what kind of what i was thinking i mean she's just that She's the plain suited. She's the plain suited jobber. The one that comes out in the just like no shimmer, no sequence, just like a one strap over the shoulder, like Andre mm -hmm. the Giant level yeah. shit. Yeah. Black yeah. or dark blue fucking suit with knee pads and fucking boots. And that's it. No gimmicks. Hair up in a bun. Tops. No gimmicks. Just all goon. Uh, I, I I second that. I think Fiona, for any tricks she might have up her sleeve, would be too flashy at the end of the day and fuck it up. Even if she had any type of edge, which I truly don't believe she does, I go intake nurse as well, and it's another clean sweep. That was a fun. That was a fun one. I was excited about the, that that first female round. Um, so intake nurse moves on. Fiona yes. is eliminated. Yeah, I did try to look up that character's name. It's never mentioned. We ended up coming up with the name Intake Nurse. I think in the credits, she's one of like six people that are listed as medical personnel. Pawn. So, okay, moving on. This one will get interesting. I think I need help with this one too. Oh, no, I don't. Okay. Um, so we've got another female round. Cool. I also have hard, fast ideas about who's voting which way on this one, but we shall see. In this round, we have Tobio, the trans girl from um, from Wild Zero, mm -hmm. versus Mrs. Rose from Slumber Party Massacre Two. Damn. Yeah, this is a really, really good one. I see the look of puzzlement on everyone's face. So for the first time, I'm going to take this one first. I have Go not prepared it, anything, so I'll start. Um, now, Mrs. Rose, clearly not someone to be messed with for a suburban mom. Um, I don't remember who. I think she was up against TJ in uh, the original round, yes. which is not not a heavy round that's kind of a pussy fight um tobio held her own against all that bullshit that came with following japan's finest rock and roll outfit around and combating all of the fucking zambies right like mm -hmm. not and took it like a fucking champ if you look at any still from this movie, I guarantee you, you see, uh, I can't, all of a sudden I forgot the main character's name. 
Um, uh, but you'll Ace. see. Ace. Ace, Ace. Is, Ace is the main guy in the band. Yeah. I'm talking about the dude that she's running around with. Um, no, that's Ace. That's Ace. Because yeah, Ace is number one. Ace yeah, no, yeah, you're right. You're right. Because it's Guitar Wolf is the main guy from, from whatever. Okay. Yeah, you're right. It's Ace. If you look at any still from this movie where Ace has a, oh, terrified, oh my God, what the fuck are we going to do? What's happening right now? Look, Tobio's back there, maybe with her eyebrows raised a little bit, but not mm. shook. She's like, no. oh shit, this is heavy, but yeah. not freaking out. She's more yeah. on the level than Ace, and Ace ends up being the fucking hero of the whole shit. Now, did she really get down? Not particularly, but neither did Mrs. fucking Rhodes. At the end of the day, gotta tell you, Tobio's seen more shit. Tobio was actively went through trauma, while Mrs. Rhodes only had to deal with, with secondary trauma through her kids being tortured by the driller killer and had to deal with the after effects. And don't get me wrong. That's fucking horrible. As a parent, I can tell you that must be the worst thing ever, but Tobio survived and handled the trauma and faced prejudice as well. That's a bad motherfucker. I'm giving it to Tobio and it's kind of not very close. I'm going to agree, man. Seriously, Tobio definitely takes this one. I mean, just for the fucking strength that she shows by being like, hey, you want to make out with me? I'm not exactly what you think. Takes a lot of guts. So I'm going with Tobio for sure. Mrs. Rhodes is just like, <laughs> Tobio's going to do the exact same thing that she did to Ace. And Mrs. Rhodes is just going to lose her shit because she cannot process the fucking situation and die of a goddamn heart attack in the middle of the ring. I think that's right. Baron. Yeah, I totally agree with both of you there. And I love the uh, final setup there for the finish uh, by Tobio there, <laughs> by revealing the, uh, the, uh, the, the secret gimmick as well. And there's a heart attack and like, Tobio Billy has to lift a finger and then calmly walks off into the distance once more continuing her journey. Yeah, Mrs. Yeah. Rhodes is one of those ones mm. that would have like the most insane gimmick on an on a jobber round in an untelevised like backwoods Alabama event where yeah. she's like Garbage playing the yeah. suburban yeah. mom that's ready to Backyard. fight but actually yeah. comes in the ring with a vacuum. Like I'm gonna sweep you under the rug, and then gets her ass handed to her, and is never heard from again after one jobber match in the middle of nowhere that wasn't even fucking filmed. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. She would get up on the top rope with the uh, the Dyson vacuum cleaner, and in some backyard <laughs> rural America garbage match, and then fall off the ring outside of the ring and knock herself out with said vacuum cleaner. Yeah. Yes, so <laughs> one thousand percent that's exactly how that match goes and the person in the ring may not may not have even known that was going to happen might be going i like they weren't she wasn't supposed to knock herself out fuck it and then do a flying hammer lock off the side just to be like hey the show must go on you can't knock yourself out with a vacuum bitch like, all right this one is this one is interesting as well um just because of the oddities of of the two characters. So, okay. Um, someone's knocking at the door. I think that was my movie. Yes. So I remember who this is. Um, so coroner Collins from someone is knocking at the door versus Richard LeMond, 
who is a real life person. He is the uh, producer or director of the Australian smut films from That's Not Quite yeah. Hollywood. Yep, 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 yep. Um, he did the um, uh, the TNA films in this, uh, if not late sixties, early seventies. Yeah, before there was the that well, the horror exploitation uh, uh, came into play. There was the TNA films. Yeah, the titillation right. films. Lots of uh, full frontal breast and uh, and yes, vagina. Whatever <laughs> you want to put it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Who was it? Bush when someone was knocking yeah. at the door. Coroner Collins, and he was fighting with, the, the, the match was against Dr. Tolstoy. So on this round, I'll set this one off. Um, I think, I, I don't think any of us remember Coroner Collins too well. No one, I don't think any one of us are in a hurry to go watch someone's knocking at the door again. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. Um, it was fun. Glad I watched it. Glad it's over. Glad I'm done with it. Um, Coroner Collins uh, was kind of a fucking meek dude, a, a little bit. Uh, I, but he wasn't entirely made of pussy. He did win this original round. I'm going to go with Richard, who is an actual person. I'm looking at this dude like this is an Aussie who was making yeah. TNA flicks as a producer, director, writer, capacity in the 70s. 70s Australia, quote, you know, uh, quote unquote, Hollywood movies that they were making. You had to be a tough son of a bitch to do that. There's no way bitches are making movies out there. And the amount of cocaine this man would have been on in the ring, it's not, it's not even close it's not i don't even see an imaginary world where coroner collins wins this fucking fight yeah i'm going with the drugs again honestly because like the cocaine's definitely winning uh coroner collins isn't on cocaine so he pretty much just loses uh that that's how how i'm going with that man aaron do you have anything to add Totally agree, gentlemen. It is a mummy rap for Coroner Collins, absolutely, because Richard Lamont, not only was he making films, uh, B-grade films in Australia in the 1970s, he also comes out of King's Cross, Sydney as well. Uh, 70s, that's the roughest, uh, most red-light district uh, place in Australia to this day, certainly in the 70s when it was infamous AF. Um, that's when we actually had real organised crime back in the day, and that was its nexus point, absolutely. And he also, in his documentary that he did, um, Hidden Australia, Underground Australia, whatever it was called, I forget, but he was also putting over gay marriage back then in Australia, which in the 70s took a huge amount of balls as well. So I do like the dude as well. And he's definitely just got more gumption than the other guy, Coroner Collins, as you said, he was meek. He's out. Yeah, it's a mummy rap, pretty much a one, two, three. Yeah, 100%. Okay, moving on to, let me write that down, Richard. Moving on to round 10 of Division 1, we have okay. uh, we have Dick from Razorback versus 
Mr. Bottoms from Fido. Uh, this should be good. This should be actually it's relatively Dick. interesting. It's Dick versus Bottom. That's right. <laughs> it's correct, sir. It's it. Who is top? Who is bottom? Okay. So, so what movies are they from again? I just got caught up in my own bed. <laughs> uh, Mr. Bottoms from Fido and Dick from Razorback. So I'm sure I don't have to introduce you to, uh, <laughs> to uh, Dick from Razorback. That was your movie. I know you remember Dick. Um, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. I think Mr. Bottoms, was that the guy next door? That's no. The, that's the head of security guy, yeah. That's not, yeah, the it's head the head of, of security. Not, not the guy, not, it's the father of the, like in the main house, it's not the guy that lives next door. Right. Yeah. So, um, okay. yeah. All right. right. How about uh, Baron? Set this one off, if you would, please. Yeah, I'm going to continue to represent Down Under with this one with our, as you pointed out there, Commander in the episode, our Johnny Rotten of Down Under, Deco, Deco Baker. Uh, the uh, the Baker brothers from Razorback. Yeah, um, this guy fights dirty <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> he makes a lot of noise. He's he, he's a mouth on the mic, absolutely. Um, he gets a lot of fuck off heat from the crowd. Absolute heel, definitely. Um, yeah, no, he fights dirty. He's doing low blows, you know, like in wrestling it is, you know, um, in between the legs <laughs> with the forearm, that sort of thing. He is poking in the eyes as well when the ref is turned. And um, He's doing what, Mr. He Fuji's sand gimmick. He's Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And he, and um, I think the other guy's probably even a bigger dude, but this guy, I think, would take him down after... Um, and pin him one, two, three, with putting his legs on the ropes as well to get that extra leverage, which the ref again does not see, AEW ref. And um, I'm definitely giving it to Decker. Decker. All right. Reverend. All right, man. This is hard, man, because I mean, Mr. Bottoms is like the good clean fighter, fucking head of Zomcom security, fucking over a hundred zombie kills. You know, he, he's the top of the top of this fucking suburban American fucking... And he's area. a vet of the zombie war. He's a vet of the zombie war. It's how he became... Like a hardcore up. vet of the fucking zombie war. And then we got, like, the dirtiest of dirty fighters with fucking Dicko. So, you know, um, I think as much as fucking Bottoms is obviously a stronger dude, Dicko's just going to use that fucking advantage that the ref don't give a fuck and that this is a jobber fight, and as soon as fucking Bottoms lets any fucking ounce of humanity of not just mopping Dicko across the mat, Dicko's going to seize his opportunity, and Mr. Bottoms is going to be on the bottom. Okay. Oh, well done, sir. Um, I, I must agree. This is, this is something like the fourth clean sweep in a row here, um, but I will say, I think that Mr. Bottoms is a, maybe a little overrated because let's not forget, we're back to the Romero zombies. These are slow-moving zombies. We're not dealing with, I mean, 100 zombie kill. I could get 100 zombie kills if I, if I had the right spot to sit in. 
<laughs> not yeah. not hard with zombies mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Probably a big dude. Probably been through training. You know, survived the trauma of what that war must have been. But fucking Dicko, man, that motherfucker is is he's fried, batshit insane, and cares about no one and nothing. He has not only does he not care about rules, he doesn't care about any level of morals. There's you can't compete with that. Bigger or not, it, it, yeah. Yeah, it's clean sweep for Dicko. So, yeah. well done, Australia. Let's go ahead and mark that down. We have two more left in Division One, gentlemen, and we'll move on to Division Two. Okay, okay here All we right. go. This, this, this should be fucking interesting too. Holy shit! Um, we've got. Not sure how I got that skipped, but we're going. Sardu's assistant from Blood Sucking Freaks versus um I think I wrote down oh there it is the parents from the gate this is Sardu's an assistant one. so you mean Rufus I did, I think that's uh, who we met no it wasn't Foxy Brown wasn't it from Blood Sucking Freaks the yeah, I think that's what it was. It wasn't Rufus. It was, it was this the female assistant. Okay. Yeah. Again, who she went up against? I think it was the um, uh, the Latvian ballet dancer. It was it was against Natasha Dinatelli. The, Estonian. The, the Estonian. Dancer. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's Sardu's female assistant versus the parents from the gate. Um. Who wants to set this one off? Uh, I'll go for it, man. Um, okay, so Sardu's assistant is definitely she's got this game plan for her, but she's got to meet up between these two parents. And these two parents actually have to pay attention to something for the first time ever because they don't pay attention to shit during the movie. Um, and they're actually in the ring here for a couple of minutes. But they feel like it's almost alone time because you know that's the whole reason that they left the house and all that shit went down in the first place. They were mm-hmm. out doing cocaine and fucking. But yep. they have the power of cocaine, but we know that Sardu's assistant has the power of multiple motherfucking drugs going on. Probably on PCP, crack, and cocaine. So, I mean, as much as these two parents are going to team up on them, on her, uh, I just don't think they can pull it off because even if they had thought that Sardu's assistant had fucking killed the family dog, they just don't care. They just don't care about anything enough other than fucking each other and doing the cocaine. So Sardu's assistant on the PCP is definitely taking this fucking fight. Fair enough. Um, Baron, do you have anything to add to that? What's your, uh, what's your, uh, what do you reckon as you've told me so many times? (laughs) <laughs> well, I reckon. Uh, yeah, no, no, it's Foxy Brown, absolutely. Um, first of all, what an entrance. She comes into the lingerie. She's whipping that whip as well. She walks down the aisle, walks down the rampway. And, um, yeah, and as you say, you know, they do have the power of cocaine, the uh, the parents there from the gate. They went off to the beach, yeah, that unforeseen beach. <laughs> and they do get it on, absolutely. And not only do they get it on the beach, they get it on 
at ringside as well because Foxy Brown and that whip's turning them on as well because they are, you know, 70s freaks. And Foxy Brown, she is the queen of the 70s freaks and she just gets them going. She gets them heated. They start making out and they, and whip, and Foxy Brown is just whipping them and whipping them and whipping them. And they basically end up tagging themselves, disqualifying themselves for near having sex, getting it on in the ring. Foxy Brown barely has to do anything and put, except put on that. Uh, sexy as fuck burlesque show that she does and yeah it's game over match done well son of a bitch it's happened again <laughs> a clean sweep and a, but here's the thing yeah. I'm, I'm actually more in favor of sardu's assistant than either one of you and let's even take let's let the parents keep their cocaine and their wild night out their wild eyed reliving their party days nonsense and take the drugs off the table for Sardu's assistant. She's still fucking them up. It's still not even close. It's the hood versus the suburbs. It's fucking, it's, it's, it's a lifetime of sadism versus a lifetime of fucking soccer fucking games and minivans. Mm -hmm. Fuck out of mm -hmm. here. These parents ain't got shit. She's taking both of them without the drugs and without the whip. I'm telling you right now. Barehanded that bitch wins. So. Sardu's assistant takes it. And last one in division one, we have, oh yes, this is a good one. Uh, we have the brothel madam from Big Trouble in Little China versus the preacher from They Live. This is a good one. This is a really good one. I'm excited about this one. Um, how about Baron? Preacher's blind, yes? It's correct. Yes. But he's in tune with what the fuck is going on around him, that's for sure. He did win this fight. <laughs> Let's not forget. He already won one jobber match. And we have a Chinese madam from San Francisco, Chinatown, during the 1980s. 86, mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. Now remember, uh, the okay. fucking preacher is from Skid Row in L.A. That's yeah. and he's and he's blind and kind of doing okay for himself, looking out for himself. Ain't nobody helping him all that much. He can still fucking handle his work. Yeah, and they're both this is both uh, contestants from the Carpenter verse as well. They and they are. And it's the same yeah. time period, both in California. Yeah. They could have met up. This fight could have happened. Ooh. This fight could have happened. <laughs> this fight literally could have happened. The reverend could have, you know, uh, you know, mm -hmm. not shown the proper courtesy one night at the parlor. Absolutely. <laughs> this definitely could have happened. <laughs> Okie dokie. Um, this is tough. This is tough. Because both, you know, have been through a lot and dealt with a lot and deal with a lot on a regular basis. Even leading up to their various uh, shitstorms that they both face in their respective movies. God damn, this is tough. Yeah, this is a this rough is, one. This is why this has been the last, this is the last match of this bracket of this division. Yes, absolutely. This is the highlight match for this division. Um, you've got a cane, you've got chopsticks hidden in the hair, so you've got concealed weapons. Great weapons, this, great gimmicks. I would even I would even put this as a street fight. This is a street fight uh, gimmick match. So there's lots of hidden objects under the ring and that sort of thing as well. And they're both old as shit, too. Keep that in mind. They're both old. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, they're not sprint chickens. They're not sprint chickens. They're veteran. This is a veteran match or a legend match, as it's called. Um, legend, cool. legendary jobbers for sure. They've been in the legendary they've been, doing, they've been doing the work yep. for a long time. Yep, 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 yep. Like old uh, what's his name? Uh the little Irish little person they had once upon a time. Um oh fuck, who was that? Yeah, ah, yeah, was, yeah you, you know who I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um anyway, anyway. I've got to come up with something. I've got to come up with something. Based on what I said before, that this match could have happened in Chinatown, the parlor there. Um, yes, the priest, I think, would have got the slap as well. Um, and even because he is a preacher as well, there's some there's respect and there is deferment. This will affect his performance in the ring. Um, and I would have to give it as a count out as well as a 10 count uh, who uh, Madam Chow, whatever her name is, I don't think she got a name either. Um, and she takes it over the preacher who gets counted out uh, because, because he becomes uh, too disoriented and too embarrassed uh, because he remembers what um, his bad behavior um, from the parlor and he becomes ashamed and he almost counts himself out and doesn't get back into the ring. Yes, there you go. That's All right. Come up with. <laughs> All right. I'm going to jump in here. I'm going to jump in here. I'm sorry. I got to take it. I, I, I have to disagree for the very first time with either one of you. I do not believe the rev the, that the, that the Reverend here, not you, not you, Reverend Terry, goddamn. I mean, the prepper, the preacher here, I don't think he got up to any misdeeds. I think he's a good man. I think he's a good preacher, lives, lives, lives by the word. He's definitely made out to be a gospel of Paul preacher in fucking in they live um yeah i uh, I, I do think though he's had to defend as as just as jesus did he probably had to defend many a whore and many a leper i think this man's wise to the streets i think he's fucking been in many a goddamn fight he lives in skin row he has no protection around him other than some bums and like one or two dudes that try to come and help out once in a while he's on his own He's only got a cane. He's fucking blind. And also, no disrespect to anybody in California, but I'll always back L.A. over the Bay. So I'm giving it to the Reverend, giving it to the preacher. Um, Reverend, yourself, do you want to break this tie, please? All right, man. Well, this is the thing, that this is an all-out fight. She's got those chopsticks. You know those ones that are in her, up in her hair, fucking sharp as shit. So she's taking jabs at him. She she doesn't ever quite get to him because even though this motherfucker's blind, he feels his surroundings. And every time she gets close enough to actually jab him, she only gets about fucking like maybe a quarter inch in, like not far at all, right? He's smacking her upside the head, fucking with this cane and stuff. Takes a lot of fucking blows to the face. This... This mistress is getting fucked up. Her makeup's all fucked up. You can tell her jaw's broken, right? Like when that top part of the jaw bone starts fucking turning bright purple, swelling up in the eye and fucking bulging out and shit. And they're going at this shit for a while because he gets cuts across his face. She goes for his fucking eye, right? She goes for his fucking eye, takes it, and he gets a fucking needle in his eye. And he kind of reacts, even though he's blind, he reacts and he kind of fucking falls to his knees. And she thinks she's got this opportunity now. Like he, 
he's down, but she doesn't know. Hey, he's fucking blind. This doesn't even affect him that much. He comes right back with that uppercut, fucking right underneath the chin, well placed underneath the chin. She starts fucking spewing blood as well out of her mouth because she basically just bit her fucking own tongue off, right? So she's got a broken fucking cheekbone. She's spewing blood out of the fucking mouth, and she's just kind of in a daze walking around. He's coming up behind her, about to do that final blow right on the back of her fucking dome, put her out of her misery, right? But he's blind, so he doesn't see the big, huge puddle of blood right in front of him. Fucking slips and falls. She takes her opportunity, fucking puts her legs around his fucking throat, all gnarly, and you think that he's gonna fucking, she's gonna win and fucking choke him out, right? But no, this motherfucker bites the inside of her thigh, and she goes to react and get away, but no, that reaction, she's got that tight, tight whack, and she, uh, she just fucking cracks that neck as soon as he sinks teeth into her because she don't take no shit like that from john you think uh, this is the first time some assholes tried to bite her on the inside of the thigh no this mistress is taking this fight yeah. God damn it for the first time i hate it all right <laughs> i will, I will admit that was good though that was amazing okay the madam takes it shall we move on to division two gentlemen this is gonna get real fucking interesting real quick Let's do it, man. Can we do a just? Can we do an ultra quick recap? Who has moved on from Division One? Who is now in uh, Division uh, Two? Hundred percent. So we've got. Uh, I will do this. I will do this out of order so that we don't know who's fighting who. We can go through it yes, as please. Go. Yes, please. Uh, yeah. We have, of course, Dicko. Uh, we have Tobio. We have Hellhammer. We have SP. We have the sheets. We have Richard. Uh, uh, Lemond, is it? How do you say that? Lemond. 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 Yeah. yeah. Um, we have the intake nurse. We have uh, Sardu's assistant. We have mm-hmm. the nurse from what was that from? The one that beat the guy in the wheelchair. It was the nurse from the crazies. Um, mm-hmm. I think I already said the sheets. The sheriff of Sawatch intake nurse and we also have of course the brothel madam from big trouble in little china all that being said good lineup let's um does anyone need a break or should we just keep going keep going love it yeah love it love it all right round one this is going to be a good one i'm excited we all knew it was coming jenny the sex worker versus the sheets Anybody? I'm so happy about this, man. I'm so happy <laughs> that the sex worker is fighting the sheets, dude. Right? Because no one knows how to deal with these goddamn sheets. She's the only one who's got a fucking fighting chance against these goddamn sheets. That's for damn sure, man. No doubt. She's had her fucking share of sheets. And the right, the marketing for this mashup of a movie writes itself. It does, man. For sure. Um, all right. I got to say that fucking Jenny comes in there. She knows her way around these sheets. She's fucking, she tries to do the same thing as this karate master. She tries to fucking fold the thing up. But the the sheets keep getting away. But you know what? She realizes, hey, I'm a sex worker. I don't need to make my fucking bed. I'm just going to fuck it up again anyways. So she stops trying to fold these things in half. Well, that's not going to work at all. 
how are you going to ruin these sheets, sex worker? How are you going to ruin these sheets? She does what she does best. She goes over, puts one leg up over the rope, right in the corner. Other leg up over the rope. Fucking now she's spread eagle. These sheets kind of like if sheets had facial expressions, you would see the confusion that these sheets have. Like, what the fuck is this lady going to do? She just starts putting her hands on the inside of her thighs, working herself up, working herself up. She can get off in about fucking 15 seconds because she is a goddamn professional. Not only can she do fucking get herself off in 15 seconds, she can pull off the waterworks as well. She douses these goddamn sheets because there ain't no folding sheets for sex workers. She douses this stuff in man in fucking woman clam juice, dude. <laughs> these things are like dripping now to the point that they're fucking solid, okay? And they immediately, because she's an old woman, so this shit's like thick, dude. It's not like liquid anymore. So they immediately dry out. She takes her leg off. She takes her leather leg off. It's frozen in time. And she literally sub-zero fucking punches this thing and it shatters to the ground. She's, I mean, you could have just stopped it. She immobilized it because of the starchiness of her, of her fucking... Uh-huh. <laughs> No. I just imagine her being like, "There, thing can't move anymore," and she just uses it as a door stopper now, and just keeps it standing up in the corner of her room. <laughs> nah, dude, she does the sub the sub zero move. Finish him. Uh, I like that though. I do. That's a good gimmick, man. If you can pull it off in the ring, uh, Baron. That was some of the best booking of a match I have ever heard. <laughs> ever, ever heard. Right yeah. Now. I, I don't want to touch it. I don't want to touch it. I mean, like taking it into the Mortal Kombat universe, at the end there was astounding. The audience is just gobsmacked. There was silence in the stadium. Um, not since Owen Hart fell from up above Roman Candle style to the ground has there been silence in the stadium in a wrestling ring. Um, I know it's a cop out, may seem like a cop out, but I don't, I don't want to touch that. How can you do? How can you mess with a finish like that? Yeah, hundred percent cosign. The sheet has been finished. Since the sheet has already lost, I'm going to frame mine. I'm going to frame mine um, differently than I normally would. I'm giving because I'm able to here. I'm giving half a point to each. I had a reason to go with Jenny. I really did, and I will give that. But I, I really wish the Reverend would have, would have gone last on this because he's convinced. <laughs> so my reasoning was, we talked about this. Jenny is a seasoned fucking professional of the Paris hood and brothels. She's a bit, And actually, as a matter of fact, she's been on her own, right? She supports herself. Which means, and she's got that pussy serial killer looking out for her here and there, but you know she carries a razor. You know she carries a derringer. So maybe she shoots a hole or two in this sheet, makes it more aerodynamic. It comes after her, and she winds up, zip, 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 carves it up like fucking, uh, what was it, the Missing Link's fucking manager, uh, Gary Hart. Just mob-style straight razor carves this fucking thing up to shreds. Sets it down, right? I'm going with Jenny. Going with Jenny as well. I I I, yeah. I take it back what wow. I said about the half a point. I was thinking about giving it to the sheets somewhat. I went backwards there. Sorry. 
No, it's Jenny all day, no matter how you fucking slice that. Pardon the pun. Clean um, sweep. Jenny is looking like a um, favorite to win this at the end of the day. I'm just going to throw that out there now. Yeah, based on I, that like, match, yeah? Once again, we, I think we already mentioned it. That she may very well be a dark horse in this. This is going to get yeah. interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, if there's anyone that could not take it out. Sorry. I had high hopes for the sheets, and I really thought they were going to make it far. But if there was anyone that was going to be able to beat these goddamn sheets, it's the professional sex worker. Well, a million percent, especially a yeah. vet of that many years. She's not getting taken for a ride. Um, next, we have Ooh. the we have the nurse from the crazies versus SP. This ought to get interesting. Um, how about Baron? I'd really like to hear you weigh in on this one. Absolutely, absolutely, yes. Okay. Hmm. Apocalyptic Nurse versus SP, the Vietnam vet. So, yes, yeah, so both have dealt with their shit shows, their respective shit shows in their uh, lives slash movies, absolutely. Uh, SP is patient again. You know, he is the... Uh, the silent assassin in that way. There's not a lot of flair to him, but he, t- he knows how to take people out because he is patient and he is quick on the draw. Yes, the nurse, uh, she does deal with a lot on a regular basis and she deals with an apocalyptic scenario calmly as well. This is a tough match. This goes on for quite a while. I'm talking even the 20 minute mark. This one goes on. They actually take it outside of the ring and up into the seats. They might even take it backstage, that sort of thing. Um, Using various weapons, various gimmicks, you know, throwing rubbish bins at each other, throwing each other up against, you know, whatever's kept in the back there. Um, hmm. The end of the day though, I'm going to have to, oh, it's tough, it's tough. Yeah, I, yeah, I want to give it to SP because I like SP, yeah? Um, if I was uh, booking a promotion, I would have them on my roster, but I think I would have to give it to the nurse as well. Just what she deals with in her apocalyptic scenario and being a nurse as well. SP, yes, he is quick on the draw, but the nurse has the stanima. She has the constitution, even if SP can get those hits in, get those licks in. Um, the nurse can also take a punch as well she's taken many a punch from many a patient as well she's not phased by zombie apocalypse yes sp did vietnam doesn't match up to a zombie a zombie apocalypse to a government orchestrated plague which does carry on after what we see um, her involved with as well that's not the end of the scenario for her sp you know he after vietnam he did go to the trailer there yeah he took everyone out except jack who was crafty but the nurse is also you know she's also got a mind to it about to do what she does it's a long match it's a hard match but at the end of the day just purely out of attrition yeah purely out of attrition and attrition match i give it to the nerds for the one two three finish back in the ring after taking it outside for so long there you go very good very good i like that uh reverend you know i i mean i love that and i i think that this is a long drawn out fight for sure too but i just feel like sp is gonna take this one man i just don't think that that nurse 
is gonna be able to she's just a nurse she's not a doctor she's a nurse she can beat a wheelchair but i don't think she can beat this fucking vietnam vet man vietnam vets are pretty fucking crazy dude like seriously man and and in the film sp is like he's a non-vet but he's like still what like 58 to 62 time you know age range or something like that She's definitely like 40, 48 too, you know. So I don't think she was that old, was she? she I don't was think so. Old. I still think she's in her thirties, man. Early forties, early forties at the most. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, that's fine. Yeah. I I'm saying that SP could be sixty two and still beat the fuck out of this lady because he he's fucking tough ass old man. Okay. Um. That's actually a yeah. pretty good point. And honestly, that was, my, that was my knee-jerk reaction, was SP. And I thought about it. And if you break this down, the, the, the age thing I didn't think about quite as much. Um, but it is, I guess it does bear mentioning a little bit. But even then, it works in the nurse's favor somewhat. Now, SP is clearly a goon. We've talked about this several times. Only one hyper-violent, extremely intelligent, extremely manipulative person ever got over on SP. Um, but once again, they're essentially, not only is she, she, so she's not a doctor, she's a nurse, but she deals with the day-to-day uh, bile, vomit, poop, and pee every goddamn day. She's the one that takes the little fucking bin full of people's limbs that were gangrenous and got cut off to the fucking trash chute to be going to the fucking incinerator. And she survived the goddamn government plague apocalypse, which makes her a veteran of sorts, too. She was taking out those motherfuckers along with them. So essentially, they're both war veterans. Um, As a matter of fact, they probably have a comparable body count. And the nurse, just like the guy in the wheelchair, A, knows how to, knows a vet because she's dealt with plenty of them in her time. Also, she would know how to manipulate one as well. She could set off his PTSD at any second. She'd call it shell shock even, just to fuck with him. He was old term. <laughs> <laughs> and... I got to tell you, I think she has SP crying in the corner towards the end of the match, and then she just kicks his entire head into not the turnbuckle, but the fucking pole and smashes it inside out and give it to the nurse. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yep. yep. Good match there. Good match. Absolutely. I'll be honest with you. When I first made this list, I did not see the nurse making it even this far. Not even this, no. not even close. No. <laughs> the more no. I thought about it, though. All right, moving on. This should get interesting as well. <laughs> For obvious reasons, I should hope. The Sheriff of Sawatch versus Hellhammer, the cranked out dog. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> this might just be funny to Americans. <laughs> There's motherfuckers probably listening elsewhere going, why is that funny? Our cops shoot a lot of dogs over here for no goddamn reason. Yeah. 
kind of a lot. Okay, okay, I see what you're saying. I was just laughing at the absurdism of the situation. <laughs> but oh, it's I ridiculous. Get what you're saying as well. Yeah, that's heavy. <laughs> um, yeah, America, please take this away then. Yeah. Okay. Some context of what's happening. <laughs> okay. Uh, as much as I hate to fucking, as much as I hate to fucking go against Hellhammer a second time, and as much as I really don't want to back a cop, mm. I think the sheriff takes it because he's the sheriff. It's as simple uh, as I'm American and cops shoot dogs. It's that fucking uh, simple. If does he, the sheriff uh, get the gun though? Sheriff, back then a sheriff, one thousand percent would have a gun. And does he'd have a gun in the ring then? Yeah, does he shoot the dog in the ring? <laughs> That's what the, oh, the heat you guys, this guy's got to fucking produce. I'm building whatever scenario necessary. This could be back alley brawl. This could be Wild West fucking gunfight. And it could be in the ring. I've been looking at it from all the angles. Whatever scenario uh -huh. we want to paint. If we got to be in the ring, yeah, I think that even if he's just got a prop gun, he's fucking scaring the shit out of this dog. Bare, oh. Okay, bare minimum, he's macing that motherfucker and then just choking him the fuck out. And even oh, on Frank, he's not going to be able to see what to bite. He's not going to know where this motherfucker is till he puts his arm around him and just squeezes until Hellhammer finally gives up. It'll be a hell of a goddamn fight. That motherfucker would try to wriggle out, but he's done this before because he's a drunk, crooked-ass cop, and he's definitely, just for fun, choked out a dog. So, still giving it to the goddamn sheriff, in or out of the ring, and I really hate to do that because I do not want to go against the dog. I certainly do not want a cop winning, but I have to be honest. The audience wants blood. The audience wants blood. The go-heat of this heel is crazy. It might be a real good fight, but even if Hellhammer, say, gets a hold of his arm or his leg, this <laughs> motherfucker's going to pull the baton out. He's going to pull something out. He's uh, going to break this fucking dog's head and choke him out. Something. Uh, not since Big Boss Man has a cop figure been so hated in the ring. My God, <laughs> I love that the that the only cop ever in in that in the history of wrestling was like one of the biggest heels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> he couldn't be any other way. Exactly. That's a global thing. <laughs> Absolutely, Reverend. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry, Baron. Did you have one ready to go? Um, no, Reverend, I would like to hear from the Reverend, please, if I may. You know, man, I got to go with it. I didn't think that the – I don't want to go with the cop either, but you're right. This is America, yeah. and it, the the pistol would just materialize in his fucking hand if he wasn't allowed to have it yeah. in the fucking ring. They would fight for a while. Hellhammer would probably even get him by his throat a couple of times, but he's so drunk that he just wiggles his way out of it. And then all of a sudden, he'll be like, that dog's attacking me. And a gun would just literally fucking materialize into his hand so he could fucking shoot it. Not only would he that gun materialize, a bag of crank and another gun that he could plant on the dog would materialize. <laughs> Wrinkle it over the dog at the end. That's right. <laughs> just put it right inside his fucking collar and be like, well, I mean, I had to. I was afraid for my life. <laughs> yeah 
Well, um, just like the um, sheet versus Jenny, the sex worker, I cannot disagree with creative booking and nor can I disagree with logical booking and the logic of that it cannot be touched. It cannot be touched. It is the, uh, the go home heel cop all day. Absolutely. I, I hate to say it as well. I do not want to give it to the cop. I don't want the dog dead. But yeah, what is this? What's the Sawatch cunt? What's his name? The sheriff of Sawatch. The, the, sher- the sheriff of Sawatch. Yeah. Yeah, it's him, I'm afraid. He takes it. God damn it. <laughs> so let it be known the entire cast of Man Bites Pod apologizes to Hellhammer. Yeah. Yes, we do. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. <laughs> All dogs go to heaven, Hellhammer. They've got all the crank up there. Um, okay. Intake nurse. Uh, what was that from? From uh, uh, Hell Comes to Frogtown versus Tobio. Oh, this is good. Oh, whoa. Whoa. Huh. Oh, this thing's going on with this one, man. Spectacle match. Yeah, there's a lot going on here. Um, Jesus. Okay. Uh, Reverend. What do you got for me, buddy? All right. They both come into the ring. Pretty pretty uneventful because, honestly, like, after the cops show up and plant that cocaine on that dead dog, uh, <laughs> like, everyone's kind of bummed out. So so the entrance is pretty goddamn uneventful. And all of a sudden, Tobio's up there, and you got this intake nurse who's, who's just really blown away by the whole concept of a penis being not misogynistic to a woman um okay they both yeah. looked very confused at each other i'm very confused the whole audience is confused like what the fuck <laughs> just happened and um they start throwing a couple of blows you know tobio's got those quick quick low blows fucking hitting the speed bag because you know that an intake nurse isn't moving around as quick. No, there's no way in hell. But the intake nurse lands a couple of fucking hard punches, too. You know, um, she she's really just rocking Tobio. Even though Tobio's keeping it up, she's dancing around. She just does not sting like a bee enough for this fucking intake, this intake worker to go down. There's just no way. And as much as I don't want the hugely misogynistic character to win... I'm going to have to say Tobio gets the floor mopped with her. She is just not going to take it. There's too many. Uh, Baron, what do you have to add to that? Yeah, um, no, the reference is correct. We're talking the transposition of worlds here from the world, their respective, the respective world of their movies going into the ring as well. So, the intake nurse, Mama Cass, she is confused as well by what she sees of Tobio as well because it certainly does not exist outside of the misogynistic context in her post-apocalyptic movie world. So in the ring, she's very confused. So Tobio's uh, gimmick, her <laughs> concealed weapon, if you will, will not have the same startling effect that got her over in her last match. And it is just a matter of Andre the Giant versus uh, Riho. If our listeners know Riho from uh, AEW is a 90-pound 90, 90 uh, schoolgirl. Right. <laughs> Pretty much from AEW. And being squashed by Andre the Giant. 
Yeah. Creative, <laughs> creative booking, fun match, but absolutely spectacle we, match, but it's over. It's a what we it's, knew where it was going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, once again, yeah, I, I am with both of you on this one. I really don't want to give it to the nurse. I, I don't, but so I like Tobio. Yeah, I like Tobio, yeah, yeah. and favorite. honestly, I want to root for the underdog. But it's I can't doctor. even come up with a creative way where she wins. Um, Tobio's very much a damsel in distress. Um, very much that character of, oh, my God, what's going to happen? Even though, as I said earlier in my argument, that helped uh, her win. Um, I mean, it was a clean sweep, Tobio versus Mrs. Rhodes, which was a bad fucking match. Um, Tobio's less shocked than Ace is, but still... That's some geisha shit. Like, that's just practicing, not showing emotion, maybe. Um, there's no scenario where what the intake nurse is capable of, showing us that she's capable of, what she's been through, and the experience that she has with violence and trauma around her. Um, and let's not forget medical expertise. Tobio has, we have no knowledge of any type of violence no, no knowledge of, of, of medicine or anything she could use to exploit weaknesses of the nurse. There's no scenario where I can't give this to the nurse. So it's a clean sweep for her. Yeah, absolutely. This is not AEW. Riho does not beat Nyla Rose <laughs> in this situation. And she, uh, intake nurse is coming up as a, um, a favorite, I think, to actually win this as well, along with Jenny, the sex worker. Yeah, I can see that in the future. Uh, Oh, I could absolutely see the two of them it, mm. it, it's later down the road getting into it. Um, maybe hit a match, absolutely. We've got two left in Division Two, gentlemen. Uh, it's okay. Richard Limon versus Dicko, which is very interesting because uh, this is going to have to be, we're going to have to have the Baron set this one off because your backing of the red, white, and blue over there is what got you, got us into this situation, you being a nationalist and all. <laughs> Sorry, that's not true. I'm sorry. Um, no, but you said you had to back the down under boys, and now we have two down under boys going up against one another, and both serious goons. This is a serious match. Um, yes, it is. It is. Match. Yeah, okay. What we have here is Queensland versus New South Wales. This is like a an origin match in the ring. Rugby league meets wrestling here. Uh, yeah, because so ooh, ooh, ooh. we have the Outback versus King's Cross. Um, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Um, hmm, who will take the Southern Cross home, though, with them? Uh, Dicko's a lot to deal with, though. I mean, Dicko is meth. Up. <laughs> he is cranking. He cranks all day, every day. Absolutely. It's hard to even get, even if like Lamont basically well trained in boxing in a gym down there, perhaps it's even hard to actually make this guy register, Dicko register that he's being hit, that there's any pain being felt whatsoever because of the methamphetamines. Yeah, absolutely. Because we're talking 2021, he's not just drinking Foster's beer anymore. He is methed up. 
up all the goddamn time. Yeah. Le Mans is a bit older as well. He's learned, he's actually calmed down a little bit. It's not as King's Cross days as well. As we saw in the documentary, he was sitting in the chair comfortably, even slouched most of the time. You know what I mean? Um, so we have someone who makes dog meat out of kangaroos versus someone who wishes they could be, um, who pines for their younger days and who could get away with what he could get away with in the 70s. Um, Le Monde comes in, you know, he's a crowd favourite um, and he does his best sort of thing, but it's a bit like Jerry Lawler coming in, trying to deal with Darby Allen. Um, and Dicko, you know, he's still, I mean, he wouldn't be that old now. He'd basically probably late 40s, late 50s as well. And as I say, meth, you know, the power of eternal youth and insanity in that. And um, he's, not, he's impervious to pain. Um, Dicko just fucking annihilates it basically and even when the bell has rung ding 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 he is still going at him as well he is basically stomping his face in <laughs> take that gun <laughs> and, then, and the refs have to actually rush out to the ring and drag this guy off yeah okay. all day <laughs> I, I, that's very hard to argue with but I'm going to now okay, please do I'm going to change the scenario slightly. Um, I, I do, I think it's fair the way you set it up that um, the way you set up your match as the booker, you've got, you've got Deco in the film, right? Which was what, 19, was it 79, 80? No, it was about 84, I think. Raise it back, I actually have it right here. 84. Is, yeah, 1984, yeah, yeah. You're correct. Okay, so I think though, when I when we talked about when we talked about Richard in the first round, we did talk about where he's from and what was going on in the seventies and eighties. I think it is fair to keep him in that time period. At least we should give him nineteen eighty four, as opposed okay. to fair. maybe yes, the that's late seventies. Yeah. Doing that, I still can't argue with what you said. I'm not trying to change your vote. I do think, though, in my scenario, if we've got these two, I have come to think uh, during this match of Richard as something of a Lenny McLean type character. Um, I mean, the, the goddamn governor just from Australia, from the goddamn hood, the worst of the worst, as you said, mobbed up, g gang shit, cocaine. He did not think, he's like, well, fuck, man, I didn't think I was going to live to see 25 anyways. So I'm going to do blow and bang broads and make bad movies. And I'm going to have goddamn fun wearing leisure suits and stomping on people's heads when they don't fucking pay me. That's what Lenny McLean did. Nicest mm -hmm. guy ever, Lenny McLean, but one of the most dangerous boxers that ever lived. Um, mm -hmm. I get vibes of that nature from Richard here. And here's the thing. I think that even in 1984, I'm not sure exactly how old Richard would have been. I still think he would have been older than Dicko, the character in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Dicko yeah. is one of those people that is trying to die by the time he's 25 years old. He's trying to die by the time he's 20. He's trying to do some Sid Vicious shit. All right. Mm -hmm. But with mm -hmm. meth. And mm -hmm. he's all he's all go all the time. That does leave weaknesses. He's not going to see just everything coming. And a patient fighter who is very, very skilled at brawling, who's bigger and also in better fucking shape, because Methed Out Dicko doesn't have a lot of power. I fought some tweakers. They don't. So okay. this motherfucker, okay. yeah. I think, I no doubt Richard comes away with 
gashes. He's going to come away knowing he was in a fucking fight. It's going to take him a while to recover. But I do think he takes it at the end of the day via patience and uh, experience in proper violence. Because he's a well-trained boxer from the hood, which means he's also not above being fighting dirty. I think you've uh-huh. got a, I think you've got a kind of a brick shit house against the fucking squirrely fly here. Um, yeah. I'm going. Yeah. I'm going with Richard, but it's really, really difficult to go against that argument you made, man. No, that was a, that was a wonderful counter argument as well, and that has actually got the crowd chanting, "This is awesome!" Yeah, that, 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 this is awesome! Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Reverend. Well, that means I got to break this, huh? I got to break this tie. You know, ah, man, Ryan put this good. This this guy, Richard, could be a, a, he's definitely bigger than Dicko, you know, so, and he's probably a lot more patient. I could see him trying to really make this work for himself. But I think that Dicko is the only time that we're ever going to see the ref is when the ref finally has to pull him off of fucking this other guy. I think that Dicko's just not stopping. And even when Richard's landing these good fucking blows to the head, Dicko's just not really even phased by it. And yeah, Dicko don't have much punching power, but if you punch something for long enough, it'll fall down. And fucking, I think that's the way Dicko's going to go. And I don't think he's going to stop even when it's fucking time. He's going to be sitting there playing with the fucking boogers and blood. Oh, you're going with the Muhammad Ali. You're going with the Muhammad Ali gimmick. Kill the body, the head will die. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. So Dicko's going to take this one. And I, I like that argument too. Yeah. The, same, dirt, the purely, the, like, just be, I think Dicko's the dirtiest fighter we have here. Oh, um, yeah. I don't think there's a very close second. Um, and yeah. Richard, while willing to and a- certainly able to fight dirty, I do think you 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 both make excellent points that Dicko is just too dirty for fucking words. He's probably yeah. the biggest fucking scumbag we have on you. We uh, he is the Sid Vicious. He is the Sid Vicious of this uh, Royale. Yes, actually, not for you. Dicko is the Sid Vicious. All right, so Richard going to take the L, and Dicko moves on to Division Three. Final match in Division Two, we have Sardu's assistant versus the Brothel Madam, which is a really great fucking booking. Holy shit. This is really great. This is, this is getting tougher and tougher, absolutely. Wow. Man, oh, man, oh, Shevitz. Um Ooh. Chopsticks versus the whip. Yeah, does anyone want to jump in? I'll go first if we got it. I'm good with that. Go for it. I need I need to ponder this one for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 th- I thought you might. I thought you might. Um, this is not an easy one. Kind of kind of what my argument was when I was the only one that was with the fucking preacher fucking banging LA. Um I do think that Sardu's Foxy Brown ass assistant here has a more long range weapon. I think this is very much in line. This is something of the female version of our last booking that we just had, where you have someone like the madam who's a little older and a little more patient, certainly 
not unwilling to fight dirty, probably fairly well trained. Uh, but also, I still believe that she has goons around her to do shit for her Ooh, for the most part. Right. Order. She's got mm. goons. She's tagging people mm. in. And Sardu's yeah, assistant is the one doing the work. She's the one handling motherfuckers, and she's got more of a long-range gimmick, and she's got more of a penchant for sadism. So difficult again, and I don't, I really like the madam, but the way these are booked, I gotta go against the madam again, and I'm going with Sardu's assistant. I think Foxy motherfucking Brown, which is just a state a fucking bullshit name we came up with for him. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so many of these. <laughs> it's not actually Foxy Brown. But. <laughs> right. Um, I'm going Sardu's assistant uh, over the madam. Anybody feel free to to build off what I was doing. Uh, what you got, Baron? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so you're going Foxy, Foxy Brown over Madam Shell. Again, just bullshit names, no disrespect. Just, you know, easy to right. uh, reference. Um, yeah, okay. Um, so you're going Foxy Brown. Well, I'm going to mix it up because um, uh, with Madam Shell, I hear what you're saying with the long-range weapon. That was the really the qualifying factor for the win there as well. Yeah. I am going with the chopsticks that can be projectile weapons as well because she doesn't just have to stand there and use them as daggers. They can be throwing knives as well yeah. from the bun straight out. Oh. Yeah. Um, I did not. Uh, I honestly, seriously did not consider that. I stand by what I said. But I mm -hmm. absolutely mm -hmm. did not take that into consideration. Well put. And now, now, who did you have with goons in the corner? Corner, sorry, was that Foxy or Chow? The madam. The, the madam. madam okay. the, now, Sardu's yes, is directly below him, so I think that okay. she would probably have some underlings. She's a bit of an underboss, but the madam's clearly got all the goons. Yes. She's the tippy yes. top, so she's got more goons. She's doing. She's putting in less work. Is what I'm saying. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And so the goons can distract the ref as well. So those projectile weapons can be used. So the project, uh, so the whip, the long-range weapon can be taken out because there's disabling the hands, straight into the hands, getting rid of, you know, the nerves and the movement there of the fingers, of the wrists, of the hand itself, so that she cannot use the whip at all. So that is taken out as well because the goons have distracted the ref. And then she comes through with the scissor leg hold as well um yeah to pretty much take uh foxy brown out but i'm going to leave it up to uh the reverend to describe however he wishes of course that this uh match finishes because he has quite the talent for the descriptors of finishes there i would like to bring something up to challenge one thing you said but i will wait yes. until the reverend's okay. done okay. and okay. then i will okay. bring up my point if it hasn't been breached yeah broached I mean, I don't need to describe this because you could just like go to Pornhub and find this fight. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's definitely been a few different videos that this has happened in. So we have the uh, Oriental or um, Asian menstruous coming in and fighting the young nubile BDSM uh, girl. And, you know, I think that they both weapons are immediately drop to the floor as they embrace each other and start to make out. Um, and they, they reenact some of these scenes in the aforementioned film that I 
was just talking about that you can find on Pornhub. Um, and after they do that in a variety of different positions, sorry, I'm just thinking about it now. Um, I'm going to say that uh, Sardu's assistant takes it. Foxy Brown takes this fight because in their exhausted um, collapse and in, in the embrace that they're held, holding each other in after this entire scene has unfolded before all of our audience members, that uh, Sardu's assistant is cold hearted enough to just snap her neck. So okay, that's how she won the last goddamn fight. I'm I'm kind of disappointed in your creative booking at this point. You're having you, she's got a gimmick now. She just snaps everyone's necks. I got distracted. Uh, I don't know what to tell you, man. It's it's a crowd pleaser. You- the crowd the crowd is going. This is awesome. <laughs> And you're going more foxy boxing than fucking than fucking WWF here. But oh, fair oh, enough. Oh, they wrestle. They wrestle. <laughs> you can definitely oh, no do some leg locks going on in there. I've seen this same documentary you've watched. Trust me, I know. Um, so um, the one thing I wanted to bring up, so it sounds like Sardu's assistant takes this one, and I'll keep this short because we need to get moving here. Um, I think that the goons that distract on the madam's behalf are going to be busy, um, going to be busy with, you know, distracting the ref, perhaps removing weapons. And if it comes down to Sardu's assist, well, and also let's not forget, Foxy Brown has a couple of fucking people in the tuck. Maybe not, probably not as many, but they're gonna Rufus. help create a diversion for her. <laughs> Once she loses that whip, she's gonna if she gets in there with that short game, you know Foxy Brown can box way better than this fucking brothel. There's no way the, the brothel madam still has hands like she used to. There's just no way. So a short mm-hmm. game, I think, I think Foxy Brown's got it too. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Here we go, Division Three. Let's move it along. Okay. Okay. So um, who's moving forward? Who's moving forward, please? Sure. Let's we'll do a quick. We'll do a quick gimmick. I have two pages, so this is a little weird for me. Oh, please. So we have Sardu's assistant, as we just talked about. We have the sheriff of Sawatch. We have Dicko. We have the nurse from fucking the crazies. It's insane to me that that's still going on. We have the intake nurse um, from. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the fuck was the intake nurse from? From Hell Comes to Frogtown. Yes. Also, Sean, can't believe it's still going. Yes. And of course, we have the the dark horse from the beginning, Jenny, the sex worker. So this is going to be another great one. I like that we're seeing a lot of females yeah. coming through. We have we have majority female fighters at this we point. Do. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. So let's go, Jenny, the dark female horse. Heels. Yeah, all of them. Yeah. Jenny the Jenny the Dark Horse uh, versus the Nurse. Who, who's, who wants to go? The Crazy's Nurse? The, yes, the Crazy's Nurse. Oh, okay. my apologies. Okay. Um, I will now defer to the Reverend for this one because uh, the Reverend is the Crazy's expert. Please. That's so. true. Uh, Reverend, yeah. what do you got, buddy? You went against the Nurse in the last round. I did go against the Nurse in the last round. And I think I'm going to go against her in this one, too, because, I, I mean, 
I, I'm glad that she made it this far, but I still think that this hardened sex worker is just going to keep keep taking her away. There's just uh, I don't foresee the nurse. They're they're relatively the same age. I, I would say that maybe Janie's got a few more years on the the nurse from fucking the crazies, but I think that there's no way that this nurse has seen as much shit as the sex worker in the streets of Paris who has a serial killer friend. So I'm going with Jenny on this one too. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Baron, what do you got, buddy? Yeah. Um, well, it's hard to argue with Jenny, the sex worker. Serial killer call- friend, Paris hood, uh, what was that? Sorry, Commander. I was. I'm sorry. You're going. I was going to say I can go if you are not prepared. But please, by all means. Um, no, you go. You go. I do need to ponder a bit more, please. Please do. Please do. Um, this will get interesting, anyhow. Um, so, in an upset, and I did have to think about this, and I'm. I am not mad at one syllable you just said about this booking, uh, Reverend. For the very first time. I am going to do two things at once. Uh, I'm sorry. For the very first time, I am going to go against Jenny. And for the third time in a row, I'm going with the nurse. And once again, this is, I'm not talking shit, but I feel I have to remind everybody, the nurse is a fucking veteran at this point, too. She's also younger. She She has experience in violence possibly exceeding Jenny's, uh, at least on a different level. I mean, wholesale violence against multiple motherfuckers while she's, you know, she's like in the shit. She's in the shit, whereas Jenny's dealing with one, maybe two motherfuckers at a time. She's dealing with, I'm stitching somebody up while these fucking government-engineered zombies are trying to eat me and everyone around me bullets flying overhead and she still is fucking doing sutures um also i think we've talked about this before not on this particular episode certainly not uh this round but i believe the nurse is a little younger than jenny i think she's got more in her i think jenny's kind of a little bit she's you know not a spring chicken anymore so she's kind of large she's definitely been smoking a lot of cigarettes uh, for a long time, drinking a lot, eating a lot of fucking cheese. She's, I mean, she's a sex worker. She's enjoying life. It's fine, but I don't think she's got the moves. I don't think she's got the fucking knuckle game like fucking the nurse might. Well, maybe she's got knuckle game. Jenny might have knuckle game over the nurse, but if they go go at it with knives, guns, any type of shit like that, I think the nurse has got it. And I think that once again, the nurse's medical know-how leaves her at an advantage on how to exploit an aging woman who has done a certain thing for a living for a long en- on a long enough timeline will know how to exploit certain fucking pressure points or, or weak spots. I'm giving it to the nurse. It's not by a ton, but it's by a clear margin for certain. I'm going with the nurse. So Baron, that leaves it to you to break this motherfucking tie if you please. Yes. 
I will, I will. I do have a clear picture now as well. And the qualifying factor is the medical expertise. Now, we've seen the nurse in action uh, when it comes to her concealed weapons being the poisonous uh, clam juice, woman clam juice, I believe you described it as their reverend as well, which... <laughs> we're, we're, bringing, we're bringing female ejaculate back into the argument. We are bringing female ejaculate in, back into the argument. It's already seen before in the ring, in this jabber, jobber royale. And the journey the sex she knows she's up for a tough fight as well. She's, she's going to pull out all of the stops, <laughs> quite literally. And ah. she's getting leathered up. She is getting leathered up. But there is medical expertise. And we must remember from the crazies, though, there is the gloves. Yes, I point a high point of character profiling for the nurse was those gloves that she straps on when it's go time as well this is what actually protects her from said clam juice poisonous clam juice as well so it does not affect her and once actually jenny's leathered up she tries to grab the wrist of yeah of the nurse ah it's all now it's all over the gloves and jenny and the nurse just starts slapping jenny with said poisonous clam juice to the point that it's actually starting to corrode jenny's own face her face melts off in front of the ring the audience is absolutely shocked <laughs> and the jet and the nurse say i deal with zombies bitch i can deal with you oh no did the did the nurse take it <laughs> The nurse took it. Yes. The oh, nurse man. absolutely took it. So, she not well, only took it, she kills Jenny, <laughs> the sex worker who's taken out in an ambulance. Does she survive or does not? You'll have to tune in back next week. Could be so a rematch. What, this is a program. What we believe <laughs> Sorry, what we believe to be the dark horse in Jenny, the nurse is now the underdog and the fucking dark horse. Yeah. No one saw this coming. No the bookers didn't see this coming. Mm. This mm. is a whole new fucking ball We've got game. a rising star, a rising Woo! star of the whole division. She could be leaving Jobber rank after oh. this into the main roster. Well, That's what it's looking she, like. She's division four. She's she's one away from main roster, buddy. Um, yeah. Actually, I'd say this is probably going to be main roster territory right here. So moving along, <laughs> we've got another nurse. We've got the intake nurse versus the sheriff of Sawatch. Fuck, man. This, I think this is a really even match. I think this is a really good one. Reverend, I would like you to set this off if you are prepared to. All right. They're entering in the ring. The sheriff of Sawatch is obviously drunk still. Obviously Ooh, drunk. And impeccably every day, all day long. Always incredibly drunk. Um, the, this intake nurse, she she sees this. She sees right through it. Hey, son, you aren't even supposed to be in this goddamn office smelling that bad. She just thinks that she's going to mop the floor with him. She just fucking walks right up, takes a fucking punch. She she goes just fucking chest to fucking face, straight punch, you know, straight arms, that shit. Swatch Sheriff easily dodges this. Doesn't even, like, dodge it, really. More like stumbles out of the way of this fucking punch, right? She tries it again, fucking right, left, boom, boom, boom. Fucking somehow this motherfucker staggers back and forth right like centimeters from taking this blow to the jaw, you know, just barely misses. And it looks like he's just 
drunk. You know, he looks like this old drunk man. Is he doing this shit on purpose? We don't know. But this is really starting to get underneath the skin of this nurse. All right. The intake nurse, she's fucking visibly getting pissed off. Now she's just like this drunk motherfucker. I told him not to come in this fucking office. And he's just fucking staggering away from me trying to kick his ass so I can get on with my work. I got fucking sperm to collect. Um, so she keeps she keeps just charging at him, charging at him, and he keeps fucking dodging out of the way. She charges at him right towards the fucking turnbuckle, misses him, runs into the fucking turnbuckle. Now she's like fucking bleeding out of her forehead from this gash, right? And she's she's got like fucking full on raging bull face dude like her nostrils are flared her eyes are fucking getting bloodshot red from the blood dripping down her fucking forehead and stuff she's raging pissed blind pissed off that when the fucking sheriff decides he just fucking pulls that out that gun out clap clap plants the cocaine on her done deal and she is defeated Sheriff moves on. Son of a bitch. I was so certain about what I was going to say, and now I'm, I'm questioning it. It's real hard to argue with. Fuck, that's a really, really good one, man. And yeah, this the sheriff is one of those motherfuckers. He's, he'll, he's like John Cena. Every time he comes out, everyone loves to hate this motherfucker. Boo! He's like, <laughs> that's well, funny. it's more of a... That's fucking great. He's staggering back and forth, but you know, uh, fuck me, uh, Baron, you want to take this one or? Oh, fuck. Um, yeah, I don't want to cop out and say like I don't want to touch that booking as well, but I mean it's it's really hard to argue, you know, like this 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 copper, um, like the crowd is fuck you, sheriff, ta, 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 ta. fuck you, sheriff. <laughs> Yeah, he is the heel of this tournament. Oh my god! Um, Unless they yeah, do a job, if they do a match uh, overseas, if they do, if they book one in England or they book one in Australia, fuck you, a, copper. Could, <laughs> yeah, 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 or in Saudi Arabia, they have matches there. I'm not sure how that works out there, but anyway. Um, yeah, no, no, I can't, I can't touch it. I can't touch it. It's the copper. You, he's sprinkling that coca over the top at the end. He pulls out that gun. It is what it is. Yeah. Uh-huh. See, I I was gonna I wanted to give it to the intake nurse. I still I still do. So I hate this motherfucker. I don't so want on. him going so any much. further. Um I he's can't, drunk no, as well. No matter what I say, I can't change the outcome of this this match. Mm. I still I I legit would give it to the intake nurse. I will tell you why, real quick. And you know what? No, you can't change a vote, but it's over. But I will say real quick, I think that the intake nurse is from a, she's from a post-apocalyptic wasteland. The sheriff is from a more tame time, as it were, even though it's the Wild West. It's still tamer in that the violence was very one-dimensional. You're either getting shot at or you're fighting or like there's a bear attack or some shit like that in Colorado or Utah, right? So 
with the intake nurse, they've got futuristic fucking weapons and frog people and all types of different shit, sandstorms that'll tear your fucking skin off. Who the fuck? It's probably sandworms from fucking Beetlejuice are in this motherfucker. We don't know. It's fucking, it's a hellish hellscape of a wasteland this woman can deal with and still collect fucking viable sperm samples. Mm. This is a mm. fucking gangster ass broad. I honestly, I, I think it would be a really close fight. I don't think anyone other than Dicko could be fighting dirtier than this sheriff. He's somebody I forgot about. I think that the sheriff and Dicko fight nearly as dirty, but I do think there's a limit to what the sheriff will do only because he knows if he crosses a line, he'll get in trouble for it. I feel he has no morals like Dicko, but he also is trying to play a, a different system, whereas Dicko is just going through the fucking deal. Sure, so, sure. Side, I do. Side, note, side note for another booking, but the sheriff fucking takes it. Let's yeah. move on to the final. Hold on, just, just quickly. I do hear what you're saying, though, but with the thing with the sheriff, why he's doing so well and, like, um, the audience hates him so much is because he just cruise is like... Uh, Fuck you, God! Look what the look at the luck that you're granting this guy. This guy's winning by blind luck. You talked about the bears in Utah, Colorado, sort of thing. He would barely notice the bear coming, and he would move out of the way as the bear's coming towards him, and the bear would fall off the cliff because he's because he's drunk, and he would just stagger out the way. Oh, there's a bear, and then he would shoot it and sprinkle coke over it. I win, and then staggers off somewhere else. You know what I mean? It's like right. wine is a spermicide. It's the, this cop keeps winning by chance. It's God's horrible sense of humor that's allowing this fucker to win. <laughs> You're not wrong, man. Um, we've got we've got a very interesting thing that we're gonna have to do coming up pretty soon. But let's do the last match of Division Three: Dicko versus Sardu's assistant. I expect this one to get interesting Ooh. and creative because these are two very oddly matched people, fairly, fairly similar, but it's still an odd booking. Is this our first um, mixed gender match? No, it is not. It's not. Okay, my apologies. No, it is not. We've had several. We had... Uh, we had... No, well... There have only been a couple. One, But the Preacher versus the, the Brothel, Madam. Oh, of course, um, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, all good, all good. Yeah. Okay. Um... I'll set this one off. Um, yeah, please. Fuck, this is really, really, really difficult. I, I immediately want to give it to Sardu's assistant only because of the clear head and the sadism, but Dicko's got the sadism and a they've both got a complete lack of morals, but Dicko has this pure chaotic lack of morals coupled with insane the only discipline he has is muscle memory reflex of violence so while sardu's assistant is definitely coming in probably pretty confident to this fucking fight with this methed out tweaker um she's gonna lose that fucking whip pretty quick if she gets she might get a couple of really good bell ringers in on Dicko in a short game, but he's going to brush him off because he is high as shit. 
on on meth and probably Sherm, whatever else. Fosters, I think, was mentioned earlier. This motherfucker, at the end of the day, is going to take the light in fucking... And he's going to be the first one to do blading of all of these people. He's going to be doing blading to make it look like he's hurt. And then he's gonna, mm-hmm. just going to fucking go bat shit and choke the shit out of this broad. And, like, I can't... I'm not even going to pretend to try to do the fucking laugh because only the parents permitted to do that. It was so perfect. But he's just going to do that goofy giggle and stomp this bitch's head. (laughs) He's going to smash her entire goddamn face into the turnbuckle until she collapses and he can't hold her up anymore. And then he's going to stomp her head into the mat until it's left fucking bloody and red. I got to give it to Dicko. Okay. The audience wants blood. The audience hates it. Um, if I may, I'll go next because I want to. I want to have the uh, reverend uh, basically decide this one because I'm giving it to Foxy Brown there. Really? Uh, yes, because Dicko thinks with his dick. Yeah, Foxy Brown won last time with her feminine guiles as well in the uh, female-female match against Madame Chow. Um, And she's going to employ these same tactics for this match, but it's going to be even more effective because Dicko does indeed think with his dick as well. And she's going to lure him into the ring with a promise of, you know, copulation, basically, to start off with a kiss. And she snaps his neck. Yeah, um, I know I'm killing people at this stage of the job of Royale, but so be it. <laughs> and she literally, what? one, two, just quick, quick maneuver, snap, done, drops dead. Uh, yeah, I'm giving it to her. I'm giving it to Sadhu's uh, assistant. Wow, that's fucking go. amazing. I, I will say this, given the chance to change my vote, which I will not do, I will absolutely stand by what I first said. I might, I might very well change my vote. Um, Reverend, if you please, yeah, break this one too. You know, I think this definitely goes with Sardu's assistant because Sardu's assistant, she creates fucking psychopaths like Dicko. That's her job. She's the one who makes fucking psychotic, perverted piece of shit men. Like she, she is the oh. the dominatrix in this situation, a hundred percent. And Dicko may dumb. try to be fucking, may get seduced. He may be able to, you know, deny her feminine guiles and even just be a complete masochist, misogynist piece of shit, and just try to beat the hell out of her. But she's gonna fucking take these moves right out from underneath him. She, he is not gonna even be able to land a punch. I don't think. She is the one who creates perverts like this motherfucker. Fuck, she takes it. That's brilliant. And something dawned on me when you said that. This is the first one of these that I've seen that of, of everybody we've discussed and every match we've discussed that I believe can rise to the top and then become a booker themselves. I think she can yeah. orchestrate all this shit. Yeah, co-sign, um, Okay, I, I, was, I just thought of this because the way this works out, we now have three competitors left. Here's what I would like to do. I'm going to make a call as the MC. We all hate this motherfucker, so we're going to make it harder on him. I would like you, if you guys don't agree with me on this first yeah. step, okay. we will revamp. But I want the Sheriff of Sawatch in the next fight. Okay. 
all right? The shareholders of watch guaranteed in the next fight, and now we need to decide who goes against him because someone's going direct to the top. So who fights the sheriff of Sawatch for the final round? I would like you guys to think about this, and then with we cannot change our vote when we say it out loud. I think take 10 seconds, 5, 10 seconds, say your vote for who fights the sheriff, either Sardu's assistant or the nurse from, uh, what the shit was the nurse from? Oh, the crazy. Crazy's, the crazy Crazy's nurse or Sardu's assistant goes in the semifinals. The other one, whichever is not picked for that, goes directly to the final round against whoever wins that one. Is that agreeable? Um, okay. Okay. I want to see. I want to see the nurse fight fucking the uh, the cop. Yeah. Same. I want. I want to see the nurse from the crazies. Uh, that that seals it, but Gene, I want to know what you have to say. So the winner of that match goes up against Sadu's uh, assistant, yeah? Is that the idea? Correct. Okay. Um, before I answer that, because people who are listening to this who know wrestling will ask why we didn't do this or even suggest it, bring it to the table, there is the option of a triple threat for the final match, all three of them in the ring at once. Okay. Not mad at that. Uh, I am not mad at either one of those um reverend do you want to weigh in on that do i kind of like the triple match man okay that's why we're giving sadu's assistance preference in that way you know what i mean this is fair at least i suppose that's fair i mean to me i thought it was i personally thought that sardu's assistant of these three is the only one that deserves to go direct to the final match but i'm down we can do a triple threat here yeah let's go all right, triple match. Nurse okay. from the Crazies okay. versus Sheriff of Sawatch versus Sardu's assistant all against one another. Okay, it's main event so, time. I will not go first because I had not, I've not <laughs> had time to think about this. So yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, this is a lot to throw on the table at once. Um, so I guess I will, since I suggested, it's my fair, responsibility. Fair yep, 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 to step up to the plate. All right, all right, okay. Apocalyptic Nurse, Foxy Brown, Hunt Sheriff, <laughs> Drunk Hunt Sheriff, <laughs> all in the ring at once. All right, now we have a whip, we have the, uh, the, the gun, um, and we have the gloves as well, the nurse's gloves as well. Uh, oh, yes. One arm is from underground New York, uh, zombie plague. And then um, Wild Wild West, Drunk All the Time. All right. So they, you know, like um, quite a fanfare is made of all three of them coming down to the ring. They get separate ent- entrances, of course, at first. Um, now, it's last person standing as well. So they've all got to be taken out. Um, they've all got to be pinned individually, yeah? So, um, or, is this, or is this a Royal Rumble situation where they have to well, be that's thrown better. out of the that's ring? Better. They've got to be thrown out of the ring, over the top rope, yeah? Last I, think we're, I think it's yeah. Royal Rumble when it's more than two people. And, and if we're doing a Royale as well, that uh, plays into that, ties into that as well for a job of Royale. So this is the job of Royale quite literally at the end with these three. Okay, okay. Um, hmm. 
Okay. All right. And uh, Sadhu's assistant, she gets out the whip because the cop who is drunk, he's thinking, ah, oh, it's a couple of couple of ladies, a couple of damsels in distress. I can take these two out easily. I'm not even going to bother pretending that I don't have a gun on me. Pulls out the gun. Uh, Sadhu's assistant, who's a black woman, she knows what these cops are about. She knows that the gun's coming out. She's got the whip at the ready. Straight around the, the wrist, grabs and uh, gets that gun out of there, out of his hand. And the nurse um, sees that she, you know, there's a little bit of allegiance, a little momentary allegiance between the two females against the cop, of course. She kicks the gun out of there. Gun is out of place. So they, and then they double team for a double clothesline, taking the sheriff out of the sheriff's out of there the crowd goes absolutely crazy booze him all of the way out of the arena and he can't believe it he is pissed he is emasculated dick hurt but hurt um okay so then we have sadhu's assistant and the nurse round off crowd this is awesome dap, 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 dap. Yeah. all right um but they've still got the whip and they've still got the gloves she uses the whip so uh, Foxy Brown wraps around uh, the nurse's wrist. The gloves are impenetrable, though, yeah? Nurse rips that away, throws the um, whip out of there. That's the second concealed weapon out of there. So the only weapon, the only advantage left in the ring for any contestant is the apocalyptic nurse's gloves, yeah? All right, so they're squaring off at each other. They're landing blows, throwing each other against the rope, um, sharing momentum here. It's back and forth, back and forth. And then finally, she's up and they get, and uh, finally, Sadhu's assistant manages to get an advantage, gets some momentum, and uh, the nurse starts to get weary and starts to falter. Now, the nurse, uh, Sadhu's assistant, Foxy Brown, wants to finish with a big finish, of course. And takes her up to the top rope, and she's going to finish her off with a suplex off the top rope, and then just basically pick her up and then just plop her over the top to just show this bitch ain't nothing. Ah, but when uh, she has her up on the top rope, pressure points. We forgot about the Meadowick expertise, the pressure point, and basically Vulcan-style pressure point in the next side. This assistant, Foxy Brown, she slumps, and the nurse backhands her. She had a secret glove, puts that on, and backhands her out. She collapses out of the ring while standing on the top rope, straps the, the other glove on, and just rubs her hands maniacally. Horns are pale Satan. I deal with zombies, bitch. <laughs> and we have, for me, the winner of the Jobby Royale, Apocalyptic Nurse from the Crazies. There you go. Wow. <laughs> wow. Reverend, you want to go or you want me to go? I mean, I'll go, but I'm pretty blown away by that, dude. I, I, that was I, pretty incredible. Sardi's, Sardi's assistant takes it, yeah? No. Or no, no, the nurse, nurse takes it, yeah? Well, yeah, he said the nurse from the crazies took it. Yeah, the nurse from the crazies takes it. I can't argue with that, man. I think that the 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 one thing that I would add is that the fucking uh, the drunken sheriff kind of watches from the sidelines the entire time. Anyways, he totally gets the shit beat out of him and gets knocked out of the ring, but he's still staggering around off the stage, just watching, laughing the whole time. Anyways, I had the same scenario. I had the same scenario as the Baron. Uh, at the beginning, um, actually almost all the way up till the end, including the whole medical 
medical timeline of pressure points, stopping the Foxy Brown, getting knocked. But then Foxy Brown manages to just summon that hood energy and ends up tossing her over. I will submit that the nurse from the crazies wins. I do not agree, though. I think Sardu's assistant takes this one. The whole shit, everything leading up to the gimmick, I believe it turns around at the very end for a third time. And Sardu's assistant takes it. She's she's fucking tougher at the end of the day. She's just made of something this nurse is not. And especially if we're taking it direct, it's purely in the ring. Purely in the ring, Sardu's assistant, there's nobody beating her. Nobody beating her. But I will submit, I cannot fucking believe the ultimate, yeah. the <laughs> ultimate dark horse, the fucking nameless nurse. From, nameless nurse. From the crazies takes this. I would have never, if, if you would have said, pick five people <laughs> from this fucking group of lunatics that would win this shit, I wouldn't, if, at face value, I'd have been like, she doesn't make it to round two. Straight up and down. Yeah. I would have said, Aye. she doesn't make it to round Aye. two. And Aye. these five people maybe make it to the fucking end. This has been a harrowing experience. This <laughs> has been extraordinary. Extraordinary. Animators, if you want to animate any of the skin on it, any of these matches, <laughs> I'd love to see it. Please do. Yeah. Um, on behalf of all of us here at Man Bites Pod, we want to thank you for listening to what is something in the way of our first season. I don't know how we break this thing up at all, but sure, sure, we're 25 yeah. episodes in. It's a Halloween special. There you have it. Our long extended Jabba Royale bracket is done. And I want to personally, as the MC of this shit, thank my two co-defendants, my two co-hosts of this fucking shit show of film cineasty business that we get up to every other week here. Um, and thank all of our listeners. Thank you two gentlemen for being part of this with me. Um, and next movie, I believe belongs to the Reverend. What are we watching next week, buddy? Uh, we're going to be watching Willie's Wonderland, the new Nicholas Cage film. Let, let me, let me tell you something. This Nicolas Cage going broke is like the best thing that ever happened to movies. <laughs> I swear yeah. to God, man. I agree. I agree. Him being like a horror icon now and doing all these grimy horror yeah. movies, it's the my favorite thing ever. And I've always been a Nick Cage fan. He's had some movies that I won't even bother watching, but I don't give a shit. Go make your money however you want. But I'm excited about horror movie Nick Cage, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, He's doing right, whatever yeah. the fuck he wants now and it's fantastic to see and uh yeah happy halloween to all you motherfuckers out there best time of year thank you for joining us absolutely Radio man and happy halloween off. the nurse takes it Woo! <laughs> from from uh on behalf of the reverend goddamn the cinema baron and myself commander we thank you for joining us happy halloween Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.